church. Welcome to the vine. I'm excited to worship with you this morning. Y'all can stand with us as you're able.
Joyful and try. 
morning church my name is Ashley and I have the joy of serving as the connections director here at our Chateau Alon campus of the vine and I just want to welcome you whether you're joining with us online or you're here in person we are so grateful for the opportunity to worship the Lord together today if you are new and this is your first time here we hope that you have felt right at home and if you're worshiping with us online for the first time welcome we hope that you felt right at home. We also have a welcome gift for you at the welcome desk um, just outside in the lobby. So as you leave after worship today, please don't forget to stop by and get that. If you're new, relatively new here to the vine, or you're new to faith in Jesus, we have an opportunity that is just for you. It's called Engage. And through a series of 12 weeks meeting in a small group, you can discover who we are here at the Vine Church, how to abide in Christ, and what living in Christ-centered community looks like here at the Vine and in our community. Church, I hope that you'll take advantage of our um, digital bulletin. Uh, if you go and scan the QR code on your screen or go to connectsthevine.org slash bulletin, you'll find all that you need for um, everything for worship today including an online connect card. And we want to hear, we want to know that you're here. We want to hear your story. We want to connect with you and pray with you over the things that are on your heart. So don't forget to fill out that online connect card. Make use of the digital bulletin this morning in worship. Well, in just a minute, we're going to continue worship through giving of offerings. And for those of you who've given online or through automated giving this week, thank you. We're so grateful for your faithfulness and your generosity. And if you haven't had a chance to do that yet this week, no worries. We have several ways that you can give. If you're here on campus, we have ushers who will be coming by with a basket, and you can just drop your gift in the basket. But if you'd rather give online, you can click the Give link in that digital bulletin or go to connecttothevine.org slash give to be directed to our secure giving page. If you're joining with us online, you can always send in your gift to the P.O. box on the screen. Well, as you're preparing your gift, and as our ushers are coming forward, I just want to remind us of why giving is part of worship here at the Vine Church. We believe that every good and perfect gift comes from God. And by giving back to him through his church, we're remembering that everything that we have was his to begin with. The second is that together we get to fund the mission of the Vine, which is making disciples, making disciples. And today, we're celebrating that 100% of our Christmas Eve offering is going to Amigos for Christ in the Amigos Academy. Let's take a look and find out more. For years, the Vine Church has partnered with Amigos for Christ, sending teams down to Nicaragua. We've also had the blessing of partnering with them financially. This year, has looked a little different for everybody, but one of the amazing things that the Amigos team is doing in Nicaragua is starting an Amigos Academy. Education is vital and it's so important that kids be raised up 
encouraged, and educated. And so this year, what we've decided is that we're gonna support the Amigos for Christ Amigos Academy in Nicaragua by partnering with them and donating our entire Christmas Eve offering to setting up the first grade classroom. We're excited for all the ways that this partnership will help keep us connected with the kids in Nicaragua and with our Amigos for Christ partners. Let's take a look and hear from Kristen and the Amigos team all about Amigos Academy. Hey everybody at The Vine. Uh, my name is Kristen Sutton and I work for Amigos for Christ. Uh, our family also attends the Flowery Branch campus every Sunday and we're so thankful to be part of the Vine Church community. Um, Amigos wanted to share a little update of everything that's going on in Nicaragua, but we wanted to send a special update just about a school that the Vine is helping to partner with. Um, it's called the Amigos Academy in the community of La Chuscata, where many of you have been down to work on their water system and also be part of helping to build the school over the last few years. So enjoy the next couple of minutes. It's a glimpse into what the school is all about. And we are so thankful to the Vine community for the many ways that you support Amigos and for the ways that you're helping to share the love of Jesus in Nicaragua. For me, what is education and what is this idea of access? It's just having the chance to dream and to choose. And I can't tell you how fulfilled I am with my life here, in part because I got to choose it, because I studied and then had a skill set and then got to bring that skill set to a beautiful place in a part of the world that I didn't know about. Because I studied, I want all of my students, all of my kids to have that same opportunity. Ninety-eight percent of Nicaraguans enroll in school, but in primary school attendance is only seventy percent, and then students who graduate from sixth grade is only fifty-five percent. Almost half a, a country that doesn't graduate sixth grade. And so when I think about what we're doing here in this school, and what I when I think about this Chuscata project, what I think is, at minimum, we owe it to them to provide the best education we know how to provide. You get to be whatever you want to be, and, and you get to become the person you want to become, and we're just here for the journey. And we're just here to help you and guide you and share what we've learned, but you get to chase whatever it is you want to chase, and we're here for that. Hello, my name is Stephanie. Me gusta ser doctora porque he visto varias gente que han sido doctora. Y he visto a mis primas que son doctora. Me llamo Justin, tengo tres hermanitos. Cuando sea grande quiero ser un arquitecto y estudio aquí en la Chuscada. Me llamo Jesús Rafael y quiero buscar hueso de dinosaurio. You know that sometimes we are surrounded by people who are saying that you cannot do it. That is impossible. That's a big dream and you're never gonna reach. So when I say you can do it, it's like a change I'm trying to transmit to my students in the case that even if someone says you cannot do it, I am telling you that you can do it because you're here because of a reason and you're here because you have a goal that you want to reach in the future and that this is your start, this is your beginning. I love deeply what this place is because it shows the kids that come here that not only do we value education, I think we value it the most that we can. And so while education doesn't need a computation lab or doesn't need nice tables and new chairs or brand new whiteboards, I think it creates a space to be inspired. The level of education is gonna be totally different because I know that we're trying to make a change. We're trying to make a difference among all these students. The difference that you get at coming to the academy here is not only a more robust class load, a more robust English program, computation program with the best resources we know how to provide. Most importantly, you get everything that Amigos does. You get relationships first. You get students, you get people, you get classmates who are always going to learn with their head but, but live here with their heart and, and live in 
the classroom school setting, caring first and foremost about their classmates and about their teachers and, and feeling deeply loved and hopefully being able to deeply love the people that they're around every day. just about having students into a classroom and giving them a lesson. It's about transmitting something different. We're talking about Jesus' love. Let them know how important they are and there is always a chance if they try, try, and try. So all these things here at, at La Escuela La Chesca is going to be totally different for them. I don't know about you guys, but that gets me excited. The chance to partner with Amigos in providing and setting up their first grade class at the Amigos Academy, it just fires me up. It excites me. It encourages my heart to know that kids around the world are getting an education to help them know that they can be whatever they want to be, that they can be world changers. And not only are they getting that education academically, but they're getting it with an emphasis on who Jesus is and how he is their ultimate encourager, how the Holy Spirit is their advocate, how God loves them deeply. Well, speaking of Christmas Eve, uh, we have had uh, an amazing turnout of people uh, just reserving tickets for Christmas Eve service. And so here at our Chateau Alon campus, we have added a 1.30 indoor service on Christmas Eve. If you haven't already reserved your tickets online, they're free. Go ahead and do it. We are excited about all the ways that God is going to continue to move in our hearts, prepare us, not only for the second coming of Jesus as we remember his first, but also as we look forward to the coming year. Well, speaking of the coming year, Christmas Eve service will be the last time that we meet together corporately in worship before 2021. So December 27th will be Rest Sunday, and we hope that you'll take an opportunity to reflect on this past year and all the ways that you've seen God move in power, all the ways that you've experienced his goodness and his faithfulness, and rest in preparation and in anticipation of what he will do in the coming season. Well, January 1st, we will start launching our connect groups. And I, you guys, you don't want to miss the connect groups that will be offered this spring. They'll start in February, but on January 1, at midnight, after you've rung in the new year and hugged your loved ones, log online, sign up for a connect group that fits your season of life, what you want to study, or your location. You can search by all those different ways and a couple more but log online to our website. Find yourself a Christ-centered community to do life with in 2021. In just a minute, Pastor Gus is going to come up and he's going to continue our series, Do You See What I See? But before he does, God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the love that you show us in our mountaintop experiences and on our valleys. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that we can come to you, to your throne, and we can worship you. We thank you that we can come before you with desires in our hearts and we can we can lay them at your feet with confidence, knowing that you love us and that you want the best for us. God, we thank you that you showed us that love by sending your son, Jesus, who left glory, came into a messy world because of your love for us because of your desire to draw us near to your heart. 
God, we thank you for all the ways that you show that to us. But God, would you open our eyes to the things that we haven't seen yet? God, I pray that just as we sang earlier, that our hearts would beat fast at the rushing in of the Holy Spirit in our lives. As we enter into presence with you and as we as we seek your face, God, I pray that there would be an uplifting in our hearts that you would aliven us to more of you. God, we pray that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours and allow us areas where we can take your gospel to those things, those places. And also, God, we just thank you that we get to rejoice in what you rejoice over. Would you open our eyes to share in that? God, we thank you for the gift of worshiping together. The gift that it is that our praise to you is worthy because you are worthy. We love you. doing good? Guys, come on. Listen, my name is Gus Bishop, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors of Divine Church, and Christmas is this week. Oh, man, y'all just hurt my heart. Like, Christmas is this week. There we go. Christmas is this week. Oh, man. Is that me? Yep. Fine. We're good. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Hey, real quick, though, I want to ask you a question this morning. I want to ask you a question this morning. And so it's going to require your participation. Is that, can you do that this morning? All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask a question, then I'm going to count to three, and then I want you to scream out your answer back to me, all right? And for those of y'all that are watching us online, a special good morning to you. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, count to three, and you can type your question in the chat box because we would love to know your answer to this question. Are y'all ready? Oh, my gosh. Come on, guys. It's Christmas. Are y'all ready? All right, here we go. What's one thing you want for Christmas this year? One, two, three, go. <laughs> Nobody. Online, I hope you're doing better because no one here wants anything for Christmas. We're going to try it again. What's one thing you want for Christmas? One, two, three, go. Peace. Up. Sleep. Oh, man. Like, okay. All right. Peace, sleep. All right. Those are the good, good answers, I guess. Here's the thing. I, I really sincerely hope that you get everything that you're wishing for this Christmas. Everything you're wishing for this Christmas. But listen, I'm kind of a Christmas nut. It's my favorite time of the year, and I can't believe that Christmas is only five days away. Five days away, and as a matter of fact, in four days, next, or next Thursday, it'll be this Thursday, uh, we're going to be gathering at both of our campuses for candlelight services um, just to celebrate the arrival of the newborn king. Now, so if you, as Ashley's already said, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, please go ahead and do so because... Uh, as soon as possible, because we want to be able to make as much space possible for you, your friends, and your family. Now, uh, there's a certain people that I want to speak to real quick this morning, and it's all those people that just tuned out everything that I just said, because your mind's already going to what you still have left to shop for, what you still have to left to wrap and cook. Eh, we'll figure it out eventually. Um, what you have left to wrap and cook, and so here's what I want you to do. If that's you, and you tuned everything out, I want you to just take a deep breath with me. Okay, everybody inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. And we've got to remember this this week, okay? If we choose to, this week can be full of blessing and not feel like burdens, okay? And so what I, what I, what I know is 
if there's someone in the Christmas story that was there the first Christmas that can relate to that, it's probably Mary. Mary. And so we're going to take a look today at Mary um, and her story and her perspective and look through Christmas through her eyes. Uh, And so we're going to just jump right in. And when Mary's introduces us in Scripture, uh, she was either a preteen or an early teenager. Uh, She was raised in a small town of Nazareth located in the hills of Galilee. Um, She was uh, from a somewhat poor but honorable uh, family because her family could be linked to the lineage and traced all the way back to King David. And and being a a faithful uh, Jewish family, being in a faithful Jewish family, we know that Mary uh, was taught and read and learned a a large portion of those scriptures. And the thing is when... um, in fact, Mary knew, she knew that the Messiah was going to come, that the Savior of the world was going to come. They just didn't know when. She, did, she had no clue when. And we know that they've been waiting for a long time because, see, God had been silent for 400 years. There had been no new scripture written, and no, no prophets had spoken. And although Mary loved God with all of her heart and wanted to serve him with all of her heart, she had no reason. Mary had no reason to expect that her life was going to be any different than her mom's life or any of the other women in her town. Because see, at that point in history, um, a girl would be betrothed when she reached 11 to 14 years old. And about a year later, she would actually be married. Uh, Mary had a fortunate incident with her family who had had found a good guy for her, Joseph, uh, we learned about last week, for, for her to spend the rest of her life with. And so Mary was spending this next year kind of preparing and learning all the skills to be an honorable and faithful Jewish woman, a, a, a wife and a mother. And that's what we're going to look at in today's scripture. Is Because what happened is all that changed for her in one instant. And so if you have your Bible or your Bible app, I want to encourage you to go with me uh, to Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26. Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26. If you're following along in the Version Bible app or in a digital bulletin, all those scriptures you can find there. And we'll also have... Um, we'll also have the reflection questions and teaching notes there too. Uh, real quick before we jump there, I want to give us a little context. Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, has recently experienced a miracle. Recently experienced a miracle. After decades of, of trying to have a baby and become pregnant, um, we find that she was six months with child. So she was six months pregnant at the time, and this explains a little bit of the timeline that we're about to jump into with verse 30, uh, 26. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from the city, was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came for her. He came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, I want to press pause right there for a second and point out a couple of things about this passage. The first is that when the angel Gabriel greets Mary, he says, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And we know it's like that because it's an exclamation point. So it's, he's pretty excited to say that to her. And so Mary is described as troubled by this greeting. Who wouldn't be? Right? You just had an angel appear before you. And so just when you're thinking, maybe, hey, I could be imagining this, he speaks to you. And he speaks to you with an excited voice. Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. So why would she be troubled? Why would she be troubled? Gabriel, seeing that she was, tells her not to be afraid, and then he reveals her world-altering future. Mary was going to be the mother of the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And then Mary speaks from her innocence and, and asks a question I think that all of us would probably want to know the answer to. Let's pick back up in verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, 
in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. As we just read, like Mary wants to know um, how it's possible for her to be the mother of Jesus. And, and, the, and, and the angel tells her that the Holy Spirit is going to take care of it. The Holy Spirit's going to be responsible for that. Now, we have no way of knowing uh, by looking at Scripture what's going on in the mind of Mary at this moment. We have no way of knowing what's racing through her mind. But I can imagine that her facial expressions and her body language is saying something like this. Um, I can't see that happening. Like this, this is impossible. Which is why Gabriel immediately followed up with, for nothing will be impossible with God. And guys, this is such a great reminder for us as we are closing out 2020, right? Like when, when, with every situation, every circumstance has been thrown our way, no matter how big it may seem, we need to be reminded that nothing is impossible for God. So with the delivering to Mary of this seemingly impossible news, Gabriel is intentional to remind her that he is coming with the full backing and the full authority of God Almighty. That being said, just because an angel says it doesn't mean Mary's going to believe it. Like the fact that she's going to be the, the mother of baby Jesus, the Messiah of the world, that, that's a lot, a lot for her to take in. But check out how she responds. She says, I am the servant of the Lord. I am the servant of the Lord. And the, the word servant is used in the lowest form there. As a matter of fact, it's often translated as slave. So in all essence, what she's saying is, listen, I surrender completely and wholly to the will of God. As we learned this year, unexpected things are going to happen. And when they do, they don't make our character. They help reveal our character. Mary's character was always filled with a humble desire to serve the Lord. And she seemed to grasp something. I think we need to pay attention and grasp to this morning, and that is that our best ability is our availability. Our best ability is our availability. Because, listen, God can do anything through anyone, anywhere, at any time. Agreed? Yeah, and so the question is, will we allow ourselves to be available to what God wants us to do? I somewhat understand this because when the Lord uh, called me to ministry, if I'm going to be completely transparent with you, I don't think the Lord knew what he was doing at the time. Like, like I think he got it wrong. I think he messed it all up. There, he, he didn't really come and ask me, but I don't think he got it right. Because what, what, what I understood was that I had no clue what it meant to pastor people. And I would like to sit here and be able to share that story. That night that the Lord came to me and spoke to me about becoming a pastor of people. But I don't have time to do that. All I can say is that when the Lord spoke to me that night, he made it very clear, crystal clear, that I was to be a pastor of people. So what I did was I just started making myself available to meet with people and share mine and God's story together. And here's what's crazy. When I started sharing that story, the Lord and I began to have more incredible stories after stories after stories to share with people. But my call had nothing to do with the ability that I had to offer to the Lord. It had everything to do with my availability. And I think like if there's some of you here today that feel like the Lord is calling you to something, but you don't have it in you to do it. I think you need to remember, just remember that it has nothing to do with your ability, but it has everything to do with your availability. Listen to me. Don't let anyone, especially yourself, keep you from doing what God's called you to do. Does that make sense? But because, listen, it wasn't Mary's confidence in herself. It was Mary's confidence in the Lord that leads her to make this willing statement. Let it be to me according to your word. 
Let it be to me according to your word. Like what you're speaking, let it be. Let it happen to me. Whatever you're saying, let it happen to me. Now Mary's fully aware that her betrothal to Joseph is like a contract. It's like a contract. And so, in fact, if the couple, if the couple wanted to, to call off the, the, the marriage, they'd have to get a divorce. They'd have to get a divorce. And, and with Mary being found pregnant, there's no way uh, that, with no way that Joseph was being the father, like Joseph had every right to divorce her. And as a matter of fact, he could have sought out punishment against her because according to Old Testament law, he could have sought after the death penalty. So literally, Mary is putting her life on the line to be obedient to God. Now, how does she do this? Like, how is she able to do this and respond with such faith? She understood this. When it's God's will, it must be done God's way. When it's God's will, it's got to be. It must be done his way. She didn't try to argue and negotiate what God was asking her to do. She just simply said, let it be done. Now, some of y'all may find this hard to believe what I'm about to say. But growing up, sometimes I had to learn things the hard way. Is there anybody else that would say they had to learn things the hard way growing up? Yeah, I see some hands out there. You can give us a wave online if that's you. But, but I had to learn, sometimes I had to learn things the hard way. And one of the things that my dad tried to teach my brother and I was to never make important decisions or do important things while angry. Sounds pretty reasonable, right? So here's the thing. I remember I was 16 years old, and I'd had my driver's license for two months. And we were playing, uh, we were undefeated. My football team was undefeated. My high school football team was undefeated. And we were playing uh, our last regular season game against a crosstown rival. And we lost. So I was angry. Extremely angry. My brother had come home from school, from college, and he'd been at the game with my parents. They went on back to the house. And um, my brother had gone to let my dog out to go to the bathroom. But he was supposed to stay outside with her. Her name was Nugget. I was supposed to stay outside with her so she didn't go running off anywhere. But he went back inside for some reason. I have no reason. Probably to call a girl or something. I have no idea. But he went back inside, and she ran away. So I come home from the game already angry. We lost. And then my dog's missing. I was furious. So this is what I did. I got in the car, angry, put it in reverse, sped out backwards out of the driveway. Here's the thing I forgot. My brother was home from college. There was an extra car in the driveway. So I hit his car into my mom's car. That's right. Yours truly wrecked all three cars in the driveway that night. Here's where it gets really good. Because my dad was afraid he would get laughed at from the insurance company I had to pay for every, dam every damage out of my pocket. It's fair. Now, now in my defense, since then, I have not had a single accident, right? And so we're just going to do that really quick because we don't want that to happen. But not one accident since. But here's the thing. I had to learn to do things my dad's way. Like, my dad knew what was best for us. How much so then does our heavenly dad know what's best for us right and we've got to learn to trust him in that we've got to learn to trust him in that and I understand that sometimes it's hard to do that and part of the reason it's hard to do that is because sometimes God's call is away from safety and towards suffering sometimes God's call is away from safety and towards suffering like if your expectation is uh, to follow the call of God and expect that everything's just going to be real easy, real pain-free, real nice. I've got some bad news for you today because when we look at Scripture, when we look in the Bible, most everyone who's called by God to go do something has a hard path lined up ahead of them. And we see that Mary was no different, right? Like, after the hard journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, uh, Mary had to deliver baby Jesus in a stable because there was no room for them. Remember that part of the story? Does that, does that sound easy to you? Not to me. But here's the thing. 
check it, it gets worse for her. See, when it was time to go to the temple to perform purification, the rites of purification after childbirth, there was a prophet there named Simeon. Say Simeon. And he took Jesus in his arms and he blessed Jesus. And then he said these words to Mary found in Luke chapter 2, verse 34. Because then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. See, the prophet Simeon understood the difficult road that Mary had ahead of her was actually going to lead to her own soul being pierced. You see, she was, Mary was the only one that was present at Jesus' birth, and she would be present at Jesus' death. She was present for Jesus' entrance into our world and present for Jesus' exit out of, the, out of our world. Listen, the suffering that Mary experienced is still being felt today. Experts estimate that every year over 9,000 church buildings are attacked. 260 million Christians are persecuted, and of those, nearly 3,000 are killed for their faith. And those aren't stats from like 100 years ago. These are current figures uh, from countries uh, that embrace openly anti-Christian beliefs, countries like North Korea, Afghanistan, Somalia, Libya, and Syria. In other places, Christians are suffering. Last month, um, we heard from some of our global partners, Robert, uh, Roberto and uh, Sarah Mandalane in, in Mozambique of how people and Christians were being executed in the country of Mozambique. And we had a chance to talk to them, and they were just saying that it was so crazy and scary because of the environment they were in. Not only did they have to worry about their own safety, but they were worried about the safety of their children. Right? They were worried about the safety of their children. And like Mary, though, they understand that following Jesus, following the call of God, is not like walking a skip into a playground. It's a march into a battleground. It's a march into a battleground. But we can do it. We can do it because, like Mary, we don't walk alone. Jesus is right there with us the whole way. So no matter what situation or circumstance that 2020 has thrown at us, and it feels like we're in this state of suffering, Jesus is always right there with us, walking with us together through it. So, so our prayer, um, if the band will make their way back up, our prayer today is that you will decide, that you will see the Christmas story the way that Mary saw it. You will see it with her eyes. And you'll see it as an opportunity to serve Jesus with your whole heart, trusting that it's not about your ability. Matter of fact, say that with me. It's not about my ability. Say it again. It's not about my ability. It's about you being available to what God calls you to. And I'm here to tell you, you may be sitting here this morning, you may be watching online, but God has a call on your life. He has called you to something. And if you'll just ask him what that is and listen, he'll begin to reveal it to you. Will you pray with me? Father, we just thank you. We thank you that because of Christ, because of your son Jesus, we never walk alone. And so as you call us to things, remind us all we have to do is just make ourselves available. To just humble ourselves like Mary to serve Jesus with a trusting heart. So as we prepare for this week, 
help us to forget about the busyness and all the things that we have to do and remind us remind us that it's so simple it's just all about Jesus it's not about presence and it's not about doing things the way that we've always done them in the holiday season it is simply about humbling ourselves and meeting and encountering Jesus there's anyone here, anyone watching online that is just desperate to meet Jesus. All you have to do is ask him. Just ask him. And there's no magical words or prayers, but just simply here, just, just talk to him. And tell him that you want him in your life. That you want him to wash away the past sins of your future. For those of us that have already asked that prayer. May we not look past Jesus to 2021. But may we look directly into the eyes of our Savior, the newborn King, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. May we look directly into his eyes. Thank him. Worship him. Love him exalt him, make much of him because he alone he alone is worthy in Jesus name we pray and everybody said
to respond to this morning's service. We have communion available to those who have re repented of their sin and uh, choose to live like Christ. Uh, we'll also have people up here to pray with you. If you have any prayer concern, any prayer need, uh, we would love uh, to pray with you. If you just want have something you want to celebrate, uh, we would love to celebrate that with you as well. Uh, outside of that, if you haven't gotten your tickets already for Thursday, go ahead and get your tickets because uh, we, want, we want to see you. We want, want you to be here. We have uh, services at both of our campuses looking forward to seeing you and, and if for some reason you won't be here or joining us merry christmas but i look forward to saying merry christmas to you again this thursday y'all have a great week